Hi, my friend. I hope your day's going well. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of forgiveness here in the Lord's Prayer and the little tag on verse at the end. Let me just say this. This is a difficult scripture for many of us to understand. And the reason is, is because Jesus makes it clear that we can't be forgiven of our sins unless we forgive others. And that just goes against almost everything that we hear preached today, sadly. It does. And I'm going to explain briefly why. And it's not because we believe God is so loving. It's actually because we don't believe he's loving enough. That's actually the reason why. We'll we'll get there eventually. But let's jump in and read here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Give us this day our daily bread. And then he goes from food to forgiveness and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. He says it again in the reverse, verse 15. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Now, this is just a heavy, heavy ending on a beautiful section on prayer. We talked about last time, prayer is just basic, the basic needs. Our basic needs are food. Give us the daily bread. Forgiveness. Forgive us our sins. And finally, freedom. Deliver us from evil. So, you may have not, and I may have not, realized the importance of forgiveness. Forgiveness is being equated here with food and freedom. We think we can harbor unforgiveness and we're okay. We think we cannot forgive someone who's hurt us and we'll be fine. That is a lie from the enemy. It is not true. It is one of the three most basic elements for life for you. You must forgive and be forgiven or you're going to die. Humans will die if they don't have food every very soon. If you don't have food, you're going to die. Humans will die if they don't have freedom. If, if you're held in captivity, you're going to be overcome with sickness and disease. And if you don't forgive, aren't forgiven and give forgiveness, you're going to be overcome with disease and you're going to die. That's what Jesus is saying here. Lord, help us to forgive. So the first thing I'd like to just link here with the importance of forgiveness here is in Verse uh, 12 and 13, you can see how the progression here. We have food, then we have forgiveness, and then we have freedom. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. So can you see how quickly he goes from the issue of forgiveness to temptation? Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors, and lead us not in temptation. I believe he links both of these together here, that as unforgiveness comes into our life, it also gives inroads to temptation. Many of the temptations we go through that inspire us or lead us to do evil and harm to ourselves and others find inroads to our thinking and our emotions through unforgiveness. My dear friend, If you can offer forgiveness to all of those people who have wronged you and hurt you, you are going to help seal up your life from temptation to evil. So be blessed. Get rid of that evil. Shut that door by forgiving others. The second thing to understand that our forgiveness is linked to here is that our forgiveness is also linked to God's forgiveness. 
Now, this kind of just blows my mind, but it's what Jesus says here. And in verse 16, and forgive us our debts as we say, as we, as we forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So Jesus purposefully links your and my forgiveness with God's forgiveness of us. God, I'm not, he's almost like this, Lord, I don't want to ask you to forgive me of something that I am unwilling to forgive someone else of. I have someone who has stolen from me and hurt my name, and I don't want to forgive them. Then how dare I come to you, God, and ask you to forgive me of doing the same to you? That makes perfect sense to me. The the way we handle it usually today as Christians is, God, you forgive me of all of my sins, all that horrible stuff that I have done, and then I'll think about forgiving those who have hurt me. That does not make sense to me. It's hypocritical. It's arrogant. It's self-centered. It's like a spoiled brat, honestly. How dare I come to a holy, all-loving, and pure God and say, you forgive me of all of my stuff. And then I'll think about forgiving others. You see, the problem here when we think about God, our forgiveness being linked to God's forgiveness, it's not that we think God is too loving. God is so loving. He is going to forgive you of everything you've done, even if you don't forgive others. That's how loving God is. Now, it's not that we don't think God is too loving. The problem is, is that we actually believe when we come to this verse that God loves us more than others. Let me say that again. The problem is not that we think God is too loving. That's why we struggle with this verse. Now, the reason we struggle is because we actually believe that God loves us more than someone else. Think of this, verse 14. Let's hang on this thought for a second. Jesus says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. God, why? Why would God do this? Why would God not forgive me? Does he not love me? No, the reason he's not going to forgive you is because he loves your neighbor. Think about this for a second. That person that has hurt you, harmed you, wounded you, that you uh, just don't want to ever forgive them for what they did to me. God knows your pain. Your pain is real and it hurts. But God also died on the cross for that person. He died and shed his blood for that person to be saved. He wants that person you hate to be in heaven with you forever. And here you are harboring hate in your heart. So we might ask the question, how can all loving and good God not forgive me of something when I ask him to? Well, I ask you this, how can an all-loving and all-good God allow you to have a safe place of hate in your heart? If he is all-loving, won't he demand of you to get rid of all hate out of you? Now, if he's not all-loving, he's just a really good guy, but he's got hate in his heart too. 
then I could imagine him putting his arm around you and going, hey, dude, you know, you got hate. I got hate. We'll just have some we'll have a lot of light and love and we'll have a little hate, too, and everything will be okay." That's not God. That's not our image of God, Scripture gives us. We, we have a God that is ready and poised to forgive all mankind of all of their sin, who's ready and poised to forgive you of everything you've ever done. And it would be hypocritical of him to say, it's okay for you to hate someone else, even though I love you fully. That would be wrong for us to even ask him to do that. So I believe that we should not even ask God to forgive us if we are not even willing to forgive someone else. That is how deadly unforgiveness is. Unforgiveness separates you from God. Unforgiveness invites temptation into your life. Unforgiveness rots people out. Oh, I see it every day. I talk to people every day that have unforgiveness in their life. My friend, it just hurts me. It hurts me to see it on their face. It's like everything I talk to them about is bad. I, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about how horrible the world is. They'll talk about how horrible children are today. They'll talk about how much injustice there is in the world. They'll talk about how the food industry is so bad. They'll talk about how the environment is so bad. They'll talk about the government is so bad. They'll talk about their neighbors are so bad. Their parents are so bad. Their ex, uh, you know, spouse is so bad. Their, their life is so bad. You know, everything, it's just invaded everything and they've cut themselves off. And I'm like, God, how, Lord, show me how to help them see if they could let you come and help them forgive, Lord. It would just end all of this tragedy. It would begin the healing process, Lord. But I've not lived their life, and I'm not going through their pain. And I don't have the right to preach at them and tell them what to do. But Jesus does. Jesus does. He died on the cross for everyone. He bore our pain and our sin. So I do my best to find that in room to be able to bring them this verse. If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So reading this verse is heavy, and you may be one of those like myself and kind of have this subtle fear, Lord, if I don't forgive somebody, does it mean I won't be forgiven and I'm going to go to hell? Because that scares me. My answer to that is an absolute resounding no. That is not going to happen to you. Why? Because God is a good shepherd and he knows how to keep his sheep. You are his sheep of his, of his pasture. And he is not going to allow you to harbor anger, and uh, hate and unforgiveness in your heart. The love of God is in you through Jesus Christ. And you know it. I know it in me too, that when I have unforgiveness towards someone, and God knows that I do sometimes, the love of God wells up on the inside of me and works with me. God loves you and he works with you. And this scripture is not talking about someone who's has unforgiveness for a day or for a week. This is just talking about someone who is unwilling. 
someone who says I'll never forgive and I'm not going to forgive. And I honestly don't believe a born again child of God who has the Holy Spirit living in them can ever actually follow through with that empty statement of I'll never forgive them. The Lord is going to see to it that you are going to offer the same forgiveness to someone else that God offered to you. So I know I said earlier that I don't think a person should pray for forgiveness unless they're willing to forgive. Um, as a friend, an encourager, I want you to continue asking God to forgive you of all of your sins and ask him to forgive you of your unforgiveness. And let's do that right now. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, including our unforgiveness. Those people who have hurt us, hurt us so bad, we don't even know if we have the ability to forgive. Lord, we pass the ball to you on this matter. We can't score, but you are great at this score. You forgave the whole world. And I know that you can help me and empower me to forgive this one person. Lord, you said that you won't forgive us if we don't forgive others. Well, Lord, I'm willing. Only you are able, but I am willing. And I know and have faith that you can make me able. Bless us today, Lord, with your overwhelming love and forgiveness, God. Set us free from all evil and temptation as we forgive others. And Lord, let your forgiveness just come into every area of our life, Lord. And let us know that we are completely forgiven of everything we've ever done. And help us to do the same. To love a world. To love a broken and a fallen world. Just as you have. Forgiving everyone. Thank you, God, for being all loving. Not just partially loving. And thank you for inviting me in to your all-loving ways of forgiving everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.